Father, we thank you for your word that you have prepared for each and every one of us today. Thank you, Father, Lord, for giving us another opportunity, Father, to learn from you today. As your word will come forth this morning, Father, we pray, Lord, that your word will touch our hearts. That word that you are giving us today, Father, give us the grace to do according to your word. Especially concerning our service in your kingdom, Father. We pray, Father, Lord, that you will touch us. Father, you will give us the grace to take our service to you to the next level. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We have been focusing on our curriculum and the Believers Academy our classes. And we started three or four weeks ago. We started with the new creation. Last week, we saw the word of God. And um, on Friday, uh, Deacon Charles took us through how to save people. We serve God by saving people. Our first service, second service, we have heard wonderful preachers. The first service preacher told us about the characteristics of Jesus Christ and focusing on the service that Jesus Christ came to this world to save, not to be saved. Praise the Lord. And during the second service, Auntie Anne took us through why do we save? That is the motive for serving. Are you serving so that people will praise you? Are you serving so that you will receive your reward from man? And we saw the reasons why we have to save. So this, during this third service, still focusing, the main topic is still serving as Jesus saved. That is the main title. But we have a subtitle, which is how are you to serve in God's kingdom? How are you to serve in God's kingdom. We are still going through our Believers Academy manual. Let me show you the manual we are talking about. So, and last week we said we should try to get our own copy. Hmm, you know, I'm a teacher. I will have said under normal condition. That was the assignment, right? That was our homework. I will have come across, uh, around to check those people that did the homework and those people that did not do their homework. The manual is just $5. When you go to Tim Hortons or you go to McDonald's, right, you spend more than $5. Yes or no? You buy coffee, double-double. <laughs> and you buy Timbits. Some people will think oh, that's what she takes too. Okay, if you think so. So, I will have asked how many people bought their own copies of the Believer's Academy Manual. <laughs> it's quiet now. So, I will encourage us. It's a copy that we still need, even after we have finished this series. Once in a while, it's good to see what the Word of God says concerning some basic things when you talk about Christian life. Because it's not everything that the preacher will preach. 
as children of God, we must create time to do our, our own personal study. Praise the Lord. And I pray that God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. So like I said earlier, the subtitle is How Are We to Serve in God's Kingdom? Every Christian must serve God faithfully. Agreed? Yes. The word serve does not refer mainly to doing something in church. During the second service, Auntie Anne told us that she defined serve to us, that word, meaning you create time to meet the needs of others, okay? But during this third service, we want to focus on the fact that how are we to serve in God's, in God's kingdom? The critical element in the word serve is the attitude of your heart. Praise the Lord. What is in your heart when you are serving? In the second service, she was talking about the motive. Yes. But this time around, we want to see your attitude. What do you have in your heart to make you want to serve? So we are going to talk about serving God wholeheartedly. Praise the Lord. How do we serve God wholeheartedly? And God will minister his word to each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. What is the definition of wholehearted? What is the definition? Wholehearted means completely, sincerely devoted, determined, enthusiastic. Wholehearted service is marked by complete earnest commitment free from all reserve or hesitation. It means absence of hypocrisy. It means earnest devotion without reservation or misgiving. And there is this um, adage or the saying that says, the matter of the heart is the heart of the matter. The matter of the heart is the heart of the matter. So we are going to see a couple of scriptures. Can we, like Antian said, we are waiting for the screen now. Nobody wants to get the Bible. Can we quickly turn our technical department? They are all relying on you. Some people don't even bother to open their Bibles again. Deuteronomy 10 verse 12. NKJV, please. Deuteronomy 12, 10 verse 12 says, And now... Israel, and now, house of praise, what has the Lord your God required of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Praise the Lord. Before we go further, for those that have the Believer's Academy Manual, we are um, focusing on as CD 104, serving as Jesus saved. And during this third service, it's on, I have it on page eight here. It's on page eight, um, the D section of that topic. How are you to serve in God's kingdom? So during this third service, we want to see the A and B section of that D. 
we are going to focus on serve with all that is within you. Then serve to meet the needs of others. So, God was telling the Israelites, like he's telling us in House of Praise right now, that now, House of Praise, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Praise the Lord. Can we also see Romans 12 verse 1, please? NLT, please. Romans 12, verse 1, NLT, says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind you will find acceptable, meaning there are some that will not find acceptable. Another scripture, that same Romans 12, can we see verse 11, that same translation, NLT, says, Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Praise the Lord. And the final one for this series of uh, scriptures is Colossians 3, 23 and 24, NKJV. Colossians 3, verses... 23 and 24. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Verse 24. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. Praise the Lord. God has saved us for us to serve him. Jesus came to this world. He saved and he saved us so that we can serve in the kingdom of God. So, it's like this. We all belong to the body of Christ. Once you have been saved and you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you belong to the body of Christ. And when we compare the body of Christ to the human body, there is no, no matter how small the part of your body is, if that small part is not functioning, the whole body will not function. Praise the Lord. Meaning every part of the human body is supposed to function very well. So let's bring that to the body of Christ. We are all referred to as being in the body of Christ. So if an individual in the body of Christ is not performing his role or her role in the body of Christ, the body of Christ will not function as it's supposed to function. And Auntie Anne, being science-oriented, she took us through um, um, some hormones, um, enzymes, whatever, whatever science people will call it. But my own science teacher died when I was in grade two. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The background is that my grandmother didn't know, she didn't go to school at all. And when you asked her, Grandma, why did you go to school? I mean, when she was about to start school, a day she was before her registration, the, uh, the teacher's mother died. And the school was closed down for months. By the time she wanted to go, they, they said she has passed the age of schooling. <laughs> so this time around, 
The reason why my own science is not at the level of Auntie Anne science is because my own science teacher. <laughs> but I want us to focus, the one I can relate with is a manufacturing company. My husband used to work in a manufacturing company. So let's imagine a place where they are manufacturing a particular product. Let's say candies. They will put some things and mix them together, pour them in the machine, and the machine will start rolling. At, before the end of the process, there will be some people at particular stations. Okay? That is how God has put us in particular stations in the body of Christ. And back home, those... Um, um, what do you call them? Line workers. <laughs> if you are a manager, <laughs> you better respect them. Okay? They can make your, your, your shift productive or not productive. One of them could just say, ah, that's manager. I will deal with it. Can go there and touch a particular machine. Some of them will even put the parts of the machine in their pocket. And everybody will be looking for the, for the parts. Especially when it's a company that has a night duty. And there's no manager that wants to do night duty anyway. So they will know that this company belongs to us. So one day, let me tell you. <laughs> one day, people, those that were very dedicated... I've been telling my husband that people don't work during night shift. You know, you, to show that whether they work or not is what they produce at the end of, during the, the, uh, the shift. I would say, during the day shift, people used to produce a lot. So how come it's only during night duty, night shift, that people don't produce? They will say, the machine, oh, the machine broke down. We are asked, the machine did not break down. So one day, in the middle of the night, he came. Yeah, some of them were sleeping. <laughs> some of them were having meetings, church meetings. Some of them were having their community, and the machine was just running. I said we should transfer that scenario to Christian body. Okay? So, and you know managers, he dealt with them. And that was the end. But we are focusing on the fact that the Christian, the Christian body is like a manufacturing company. God has put us on a particular role. He has given us some talents. He has given us some gifts. So we are standing on our stations. If your station is parking during the manufacturing process, you pack and put in the box. If your station requires mixing the, uh, the, um, the raw materials, you mix very well and do your own duty for the machine to roll. So, what's your own duty? Are you doing your duty wholeheartedly? Are you serving God wholeheartedly? Brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ has saved us so that we can serve. 
we are not here to sit. Okay? Because, ah, if I don't go to church now, people will know that I'm not in church. I'll just go. Are you just coming to church so that people will know you come to church? You have been saved by the blood of Jesus. You know how much you cannot put a, a, a cost on the blood of Jesus Christ. And he came, he shed his blood so that we can be saved. After he has saved us, he expects us to serve. And not only serving, we have to serve wholeheartedly. That is the point we want to make this afternoon. How is your heart when you are serving? When you are serving wholeheartedly, it will reflect on every aspect of your life. Your heart will be there. If you are not serving wholeheartedly, you will just do, I'm not the only one in the department. If I don't do it, some people will do it. If some other people in your department will have that kind of attitude too, do you think the department will run smoothly? When we come to church, the way if we are serving God wholeheartedly, it will reflect in everything we do. Some people clean this sanctuary and you will meet it so clean. Okay? It's not that when you are going, we know children will always eat. That's when your, your child will eat and you throw the, the wrapper under the chair. Nobody will see it until after you have gone anyway. Mm. Off you go. Is that the way you met it? And we want to serve God. Well, you will say it's not your department. We know you don't belong to that department. What about the other people that are taking care of that? Some people will come. I'm not condemning anybody. Some people just want to chew. We won't say you cannot chew. But when you are removing your gum, don't put it under the chair. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We are serving God wholeheartedly. Nobody will see it until those people that want to tidy their house. Oh, gum. Imagine how can you, if it were to be your own house. Praise the Lord. Will you remove the gum? We are not saying you should not chew. I don't have the authority to say that. It's your mouth anyway, and it's good. <laughs> but you won't say you are eating, you are chewing gum in your house, and when you are done with it, you just remove it and put it under your chair. You don't do that at home. So why should you do it in the household of God? Praise the Lord. Another one. <laughs> Another one. We are focusing on service today. And if we don't say it today, it's another topic we are focusing on next week. Okay, praise the Lord. After the service, this one concerns me. So I won't do the other ones. I still have a lot of them. And I have some other examples. After the service, everybody has been in the service for one and a half hours. We are eager. We want to go home. Right? But courtesy demands. If you see someone in the car, are you all, we all know what uh, the reserve, reverse light is. Okay? Okay? Someone is reversing so that the person will come out I joined the traffic, right? Hmm. As for me, where they asked me to, to be parking, I will park. And being a gentle lady, I will put the uh, thing on reverse. I will let the, I'm not in a, I want to go home, 
But I will let the first car that had been killed to go, the second car will go, the third car, and then I'll be imagining. I've, I've shown the intention. <laughs> that I want to go out. I want to join the traffic. So those people in the queue should know that this car wants to go out. And we are coming from the same service. Nobody will stop. Nobody, until those people in the traffic department, when the traffic is not moving, because the other, the, um, let's say it's after the third service, not only you, please. The other people that want to attend the, the next service want to come in. And the traffic, except those people in the front will come and stop the car. That's brothers and sisters. And I'll be wondering, if you can do this one in church premises, what do you do outside there? And we want people to know that we are serving God. You want to go out to evangelize. Ha! Huh? May God forgive us. Amen. 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 And men, don't hear this one. Men, close. <laughs> Ladies, when we go to where we ease ourselves, don't just ease yourself and go out. It's annoying. Things we don't do in our houses. You will see, do you expect the next person coming after to clean up for you? No. Do what you are supposed to do. You have enough time to take care. You just don't flush and rush out. Flush and wait. Is everything gone? Praise the Lord. When we are talking about serving God wholeheartedly, it has to do with every area of our lives. It's not that I'm coming to church. This is my department. We know that's your department, and I want to serve there. Yes. What about the other departments? Some people take care of that place. Okay? And I know some people will say, ah, some things irritate me. I just can't serve in that department. But some people have the grace to do it. Don't make their jobs more difficult. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember, Romans 14, 12 says, So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. What account will you give? When you are serving wholeheartedly, it will reflect on everything, the way you dress. You won't dress to make another person commit sin. Praise the Lord. The way you eat, you won't eat until you can't even wake up to... <laughs> even on social media, it will show whether you are serving God wholeheartedly or not. Open heavens is coming. We are saying, like our uh, homepage, uh, Twitter, though I don't have that one yet. I will go get it. <laughs> they are laughing at me. <laughs> okay, who do you follow? Do you spread the word of God through your uh, social media? Some people don't even know some friends to know that they are Christians. So when it comes to church um, 
matters. Ah, I will just see. I won't like so that my friend on Facebook won't know that uh, that's the church I go to. And we are saying we are serving God wholeheartedly. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't allow men to put a lead on the quality of your service. Men will always give names. I know in Canada that is not allowed. But where we came from, if you went to secondary school in Nigeria, there is no way you will not have a nickname. <laughs> but in Canada, it's bullying. Okay? Okay? When you do your work conscientiously, when you serve God wholeheartedly, don't mind the name people will call you. Praise the Lord. People will always call you names. Ah, pastor's child. Mm. Uh, look at your friend. And you know in my language, when they say that is your friend, they mean something. It doesn't mean that friend, friend, friend. Ah, they say, ah, hey, we didn't see your friend today. Hmm, maybe he has gone to run a reverence for, for some of the ministers. They will give you names. But know that it is your heart. Your service has to do with your heart. And God that sees your heart will surely reward you. And, and I pray that God will reward your labor of love in the mighty name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 10, 12 like we have read earlier on, says to, um, says to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Meaning there should be no excuses, no reservation. Praise the Lord. During the CNN announcement, fasting is coming. Hmm. Some people will say, ah, but you know, I don't have the anointing for fasting. Nobody has the anointing for fasting. <laughs> it's a way of serving God. It's a way of connecting to the plant of that God has. The title, the topic is taking us to greater heights in destiny. If you want to walk in that greater heights in destiny, you must deny yourself of some other things. Praise the Lord. Especially they said the fasting is for ages 18 and above. And I used to tell people, adults don't need much food. It's just a matter of indulgence. We are not growing higher, taller. Are we growing taller? Except if you want to go sideways, <laughs> which is not good for our health. So we need to deny ourselves. We need to connect to the grace of God. The topic is we want God to take us to higher heights in our destiny. You have to forego something. So it's not during the time of fasting for that four weeks that some people will decide to travel. <laughs> so they said we are going to pray Monday to Friday, 12 noon, 7 p.m. That's 7 p.m. That's when some people will call in. Uh, this week, I'm working late at work. Why is it that it's when we are fasting that you have to take extra shifts? Praise the Lord. And I hope and I pray that God Almighty will give us the strength Amen. that we will not be onlookers in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, when we are talking about serving God wholeheartedly, and we know that God rewards those people that serve him 
we heard that too during the second service. The reward we are expecting will not be from men. And Sian told us that once men have rewarded you, it means you are not waiting for the reward from God. So when you are serving and you are doing it wholeheartedly, you are not waiting for people to notice you. Definitely, the word of God says, God will not forget the labor of your love. So that once you love God and you labor in his kingdom, definitely there's a reward waiting for you. And I pray that we will not miss the reward in the mighty name of Jesus. Serving God wholeheartedly means serving only God. Serving God wholeheartedly means serving only God and no other person. Praise the Lord. Matthew 6, 24. What does it say? Can we? Yeah. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the other, the one, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. We cannot serve two masters. Praise the Lord. All these ones that we are saying, okay, I'm, coming, I'm serving in, in, in the uh, household of God, and we are sending money back home. And I know some people will not like this now. And you are saying, ah, uh, go to that uh, um, friend that used to pray for some people. That and you believe that ah, in Canada you don't serve the kind of men of God that they will move their hands like this. Ah, once you stand in their presence, they will see everything that will happen to you in the next ten years. And you still believe that uh, after you will say, "I'm just sending money home. Uh, uh, I didn't ask them to do it. You didn't ask them to do it." But when they send the message that that man says this is what's going to happen, and you believe it. If you are not there physically, once your spirit is connected to that one, you are the, it's the same thing. Praise the Lord. When you are serving God wholeheartedly, your heart is towards God and God only. What are some other things that can replace God in our, in our lives? Like money, like the pleasures of life. When it's time to read your word, that's when they are doing this special program, the soap opera that you like. And instead of you to spend 30 minutes reading the word of God, ah, they said I should read, I'll read the word of God for 10 minutes. I don't want to miss my program. When it's time for devotion, ah, ah, God will understand. If I don't do the devotion today, I will do it tomorrow. But you are not saying if you don't eat today, you will eat tomorrow. <laughs> Once you can eat every day, there is no reason for you why you should not do your devotion every day. Praise the Lord. We have to serve God with all our heart, and we have to serve God only. The word of God says, serve him only. No other God should be found. It's not when we create an idol that we are bowing down for the idol that we have another God. There are so many ways. Social media, media can be a sort of idol for some people. It could be the God they are serving. As they are listening to the preacher 
they are listening to the uh, preacher, and they are still texting. They are still sending messages. Then I used to um, wonder, if you go to Honorable Stephen Harper's office and he's talking to you, will you bring out your phone and you'll be texting? Before you go to the office, you will have switched off the phone anyway. But in church, it's church now. <laughs> Come in with your phone. You can do anything. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. As you are listening, your heart is somewhere else. And you are saying you are serving God with your whole heart. God will help us in the name of Jesus. Serving God with all our hearts, I mean wholeheartedly, means serving God in sincerity and in truth. Joshua 24, 13 to 15. Joshua 24, 13 to 15. It says, I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. 14. Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. 15 says, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, 16, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is so appropriate for us. Whether you are going to serve the gods of this land. And Canada has a lot of gods. Praise the Lord. Or you want to continue to serve the gods of where you came from. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. And we should remember, when we are serving God wholeheartedly, we do not grumble. Praise the Lord. No grumbling. God has given us the strength, the fact that we are alive, the fact that we can walk. We know that some people, they would rather use all their energy at work. And when they come to church, ah, there are so many people in my department. If I go there and I don't do anything, some people will still do it anyway. We don't know that when they give us a particular task to do and we are grumbling, we are watering down the blessing that will come with that, uh, performing that duty. So for us to receive the full blessing that God has planned for us, when we are given any task and we want to perform the task with all our hearts, we are not grumbling. Though there are times that uh, we may need extra help. If you are given something that is above your strength, let people know it's not that you are you are, you are doing it uh, complaining. If you are complaining, your heart will not be there. And once your heart is not there, the blessing that God has planned for anyone that performs that task, I hope, I pray that we will not miss our blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Zechariah 4.9 says, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hand shall also finish it. 
and they will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. The hand that starts a foundation, according to the word of God, is that same hand that will finish it. And I pray that in our individual lives, that foundation that we have started, in every area of our lives, God will give us the strength and he give us good life to complete such foundations in the mighty name of Jesus. We are, when we are serving God, we have to serve God boldly, with all boldness. Daniel 3.16, we saw the boldness of the three Hebrew men, or some people will say boys, okay? They said when they wanted to throw them in the lion's den, the, uh, to, the, uh, to the furnace fire, they said the God that we serve will deliver us. And they even continued that even if he did not deliver them, they will still continue to serve him. That is boldness. When it's time to go for voice of one, you that you can talk from morning till afternoon, naturally, that's when you become shy. Hmm. That is the lie of the enemy. Eh? You have gone one year, two years, you have seen how it's done. Next time you are going, you are supposed to go as a leader of a particular team. You can't continue to be the follower of the team. So you can't say, ah, but you should know I'm too shy. I'm shy too. But when it comes to the word of God, God will give us that boldness. The boldness to serve in the mighty name of Jesus. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. When it comes to, God's, uh, to serving God wholeheartedly, it has to be consistent. It's not that you become a submarine. Praise the Lord. You will be active today. You will be active. You will be active tomorrow. We are not seeing you again, especially in winter. Winter is coming. They will say, ah, people will understand. Ah, you have been coming in summer every Sunday. We have been seeing you every Sunday. But if any inch of snow should fall on Sunday, if it's 10 centimeters of snow that falls during the week, you will still drive to work. No matter what, you will get there. But if it's Sunday morning, that's when you will find excuses. Serving God with your whole heart requires consistency. You have to be constant. You have to be consistent. Praise the Lord. And God will reward our labor of love in the mighty name of Jesus. We shall not labor in vain in the mighty name of Jesus. So, while still talking about serving God with our whole heart, let's see an example in the Bible. We want to see the example of Joshua, uh, sorry, Caleb. Caleb served the Lord with his whole heart. And it's recorded in Joshua 14, 1 to 15. We are not going to read the whole um, passage, but as we go on, we are going to point out the, 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 the relevant verses. On six separate occasions, the Holy Spirit has recorded the fact that Caleb wholly followed the Lord. And we remember the story. Um, Twelve spies were sent out to go spy the land of Canaan. Ten of them decided to obey or to believe what their eyes have seen. But two of them decided to follow the Spirit of God. So one of them uh, was Caleb. 
Caleb himself was the first to witness. And when we are talking about his witness, we are, it's not, it's not, it wasn't a sinful boasting. It wasn't boasting. It was a sincere testimony. So can we quickly read uh, Joshua 14, 8? Joshua 14, 8. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. He followed the Lord his God. That was what he said. He was not boasting. Apart from him saying it with his mouth, Moses also testified to that in Joshua 14, 9. 14, 9 and verse 14. Joshua 14, 9 says, So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. He was giving that land to, to Caleb. And because the spirit of the Lord was in Caleb, he followed the way of God. He did not give the people of God the, the message that would make them to melt. And that was uh, recorded in his account as following the, word, uh, the, uh, as following the Lord wholly with his whole heart. And Moses testified to that. Even God himself was, was the third witness in Deuteronomy 136. God says in Deuteronomy 136, says, Except Caleb the son of Jephthah, he shall see it. And to him and his children, I am giving the land on which he walked. Because he walked, he only followed the Lord. Can the Lord testify to the fact that you only follow him? That is the question for each and every one of us. In everything we do. Can our friends, Moses, sorry, yeah, Joshua being a friend of Caleb, testify to the fact that Caleb followed the Lord wholly. Can your friend say the same thing of your, your service to the kingdom of God? Can your friend testify to the fact that you are only following God and you are not following any other thing? Can God himself boast concerning your service in his kingdom that look at this, my son, look at this, my daughter, is only following me? Praise the Lord. May the Lord help us in the mighty name of Jesus. So when we are talking about following the Lord, one thing that we need, I mean following the Lord wholly with our whole heart, the most important thing for us is the spirit of God. Because the Bible records that uh, Caleb followed the, uh, the Lord holy because of the spirit of God that was with him. And the day we gave our lives to Christ, that spirit is already living inside of us. But at times when the Holy Spirit is telling us, is making us to go this way, we, because of our flesh, we want to go the other way. So when the Spirit of God tells us, like Auntie Anne says, uh, this is what you do. And the Holy Spirit is a gentle spirit. It will not 
first things are on you to do. So when the Holy Spirit tells you, my, my child, this is what you are supposed to do. The first time, you don't do it. The second time, you don't do it. The third time, it's not that the Holy Spirit is not there. He's there. But since you have pushed him back, he'll be looking at you. If you don't want me to tell you the right thing, then do it your own way. If Caleb had done it his own way, it would not be uh, recorded in the word of God that he wholly served the Lord. God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. And when we are serving God, there is reward for serving. Praise the Lord. And my prayer is that we will not miss our reward in the name of Jesus. Pastor Tokpe used to say that concerning the uh, work of God, there is payday. The payday may not be every Friday. It may not be every two weeks. It may not be once a month. But the reward will surely come.